0: hello and welcome to episode three of d hoop university i'm your host daryl harris better known as d hoopster to some and i'm here again with my boy shiv we recorded a eastern conference and western conference playoff preview slash season recap and day one of the playing tournament is now in the books so we decided why not? Let's jump on. We both had long days. We both worked today. I dealt with breaking news at the same time as the Lakers were going to overtime and pissing me off, and had to focus on work. Just came home and we're cooked by the day. But we wanted to get some some takes off about what happened and kind of reflect on what we said might happen and what didn't happen that we said. And should we start with LA, Minnesota, or start should we? LA.
1: Let's yeah, start with only Minnesota. I I don't have much to say about the Hawks Heat game, so I feel like everybody's kind of a buzz about that game since it was a late game too. Yeah, I feel um, you on that. Yeah, so how much of the game did you watch?
0: I was able to follow the whole game. I intended to be able to watch more on the side while working, but I definitely tuned in for the fourth quarter because I saw it was close. And remember, episode two, we said I said how, all right, so the. Timberwolves just had this dysfunctional ass final game of the regular season. But I don't expect that to mean they're going to lie down when when we play them because whatever reason, I feel like teams get up for these moments, whether it's because you're playing the Lakers or it's just because it's now the postseason. And that team's still good. So sure enough, I'm watching the game and I'm like, oh, these guys are behind. Here we go. Here we go. And I'm watching the fourth quarter. And what I saw in the fourth quarter, I didn't like either. (laughs) But also, I referenced how this is a top five defense since the All-Star break. And in the fourth quarter specifically, these games really slow down, these Laker games. And it's because they present difficult looks defensively. And Minnesota was struggling to score. The Lakers didn't score well. Curious, how many points do you think were scored in the fourth quarter combined?
1: I don't know. I I honestly, I'm going to go with, I feel like it was low. It it didn't feel like ugly basketball, but at times it did. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm going to go with like 12, 14, 14. I'm going to go with 14. Combined. Combined. Like both oh, teams, I, yeah, scored in the fourth. Oh, I don't know. Oh, that, I don't know. Maybe like 25. 31. Yeah,
0: there you go. It was a low score. Lakers held Minnesota to 12 points in the fourth quarter, which was huge for them because they couldn't get much rolling on their side either. But instead of, you know, making this argument about why they can't score, I think that it's just they're a defensive team when it matters most. And that's what we're going to see now. But oh, it was so frustrating because the game was in the bag and, LeBron, I'm talking to my guy at the assignment desk, and he's like, Watch, LeBron's just going to pass for the last shot. I don't know why you're getting excited. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, hey, he just might. But what I'm doing, he, here, it was he, he would. He would. And that's 100%. not a bad thing either. I think it was 20 seconds when they got the ball back. Yeah. And I was like, All right, cool. You have the ball. They have one timeout. You have none. We are sitting on this ball to about 10 seconds. Get the action yeah. going, go towards the basket, maybe get a whistle. And walls in bronze hands probably and live with the results. Right, I'm watching my stream, which is a few seconds ahead of his. Braun drives, kicks. Mm-hmm. Dennis Schroeder, who just missed a wide open three. Yeah. You get Reggie Miller on commentary, who is like Schroeder <laughs> with the wide open miss. <laughs> kicks at the shooter again. He has time. There's not even a closeout in sight. You can see him kind of like clear his nerves, up, bottoms. I'm like, yeah. let's go.
1: That was a big shot. It was it was a big shot. I think at the end of the day, my biggest takeaway from the entire game was you didn't really have a game. You didn't get any scoring from Vanderbilt. First of all, you didn't get any points from Vanderbilt. I think he finished with zero or he had a five. nasty game. We we want him out there for hustle and exactly. You know what I mean. So any points just become additive at that point. And D'Lo had a pretty cold game in a playoff series, it too. probably getting loose for one or two.
0: And we didn't even mention in this play in preview that D'Lo and
1: Vanderbilt are former Timberwolves. Yeah. Both so we're looking is, forward
0: to this game.
1: Right. Right. No, no, no. It was, it was, you could tell, it was a dogfight. And it's funny because we always clown Rudy. Like I always clown Rudy. First of all, I will be the first to admit, I'm going to did Rudy. a little bit of that on episode he two. You could have 50, 10 and 10 and I'd find a way to just clown him or like just, I'm a Rudy hater. What can I say? Like, I don't think he's that good, but today Today, they needed him because when Cat goes down with five fouls and you have Rudy out there, I don't know if AD gets all those easy looks at the, at the basket. Like, I just don't know. Like, I think the refs will give him that respect. He he is a former, what is he, two or three time defense player of the year? He's got like, a few. He's got a few. So it's like, I, I I I acknowledge that he can do that. And in the first half,
0: it's kind of like they were better without him. It was like they got the negativity out of the room. They kind of got this burden off their back of not having trust between teammates. And you kind of see they're playing freely and scoring Torian Prince had another good game. Yeah. Mike Mike Conley. Man, I'm I'm really glad that I have that on record that he was a big addition to this team because it was moments like this. You need The adult in the room, literally. You just just when he got fouled, my guy at the desk was like, "He's not making these," and I'm like, "I would love for him to not make these." He's making all three. He's making all three, and we're going to overtime, and now we got to fight for another period that we shouldn't have to. But lo and behold, man, defense prevailed. I. It's corny. It's fundamental this is one of the first things you're taught but it's that defense wins championships and if you look at this box score you see that there's just a massive drop off in scoring at the end of the game and the lack of Rudy Gobert or his absence like you said really was visible in how the Lakers were able to dominate the boards and get opportunities that they really didn't earn because they were just kind of giving away possession. So this was a win that you just needed as a Lakers fan. But if you're a Lakers non-supporter, you still have plenty of artillery to be like, Darvin Ham's not that guy, not enough shooting, bronze old, 80 soft. You can say all of that still after this game, but what matters is that they got the dub, moving on. Locked in that we will now yeah. have that series against Memphis. Memphis. So, yeah.
1: Dylan Brooks had some choice words. For we don't, we're not obviously. stressing. What did Dylan yeah. Brooks say? That'll be, that'll be a fun series. Um, what was that? What did Dylan Brooks say? Oh, he, I, I was just saying he had some choice words for um the Lakers earlier today. I forget. I saw it on Twitter. Let me, mm, uh, I'll have to look, into look up it up real quick. He said, I wouldn't mind playing LeBron in a seven-game series. The legacy is there. First time back in the playoffs, knock him out right away in the first round. It'll oh, test we us we love good. that. We love they that. They got pieces, good players, and that'll be a good first-round matchup for us. I loved it. I There's no love lost between those teams, and I think that LeBron and AD are on some, we're the big brother, and we're not playing around. Like, we always let you guys kind of do whatever because that you got to go. But that is the exact time. type of –
0: false confidence that i would want the other team to have yeah go ahead talk about I, what you talk about what you're going to do to us before the season before the series even begins we're coming we're coming for that we want the smoke we're taking a game in memphis before it comes back to crypto and i'm so going to live in, to regret in, some of
1: this i'm sure <laughs> when i envision the way when i envision a scenario in which the lakers win this series I kind of compare this to that moment in the last dance where there's this guy right on the Wizards or like he was like a rookie and um he get, he has he has a night, right? He just has a night on Jordan and the Bulls and he goes for like 38 yeah. and apparently after the game, he just says like nice game, Mike, right? Just very innocently like nice game rookie in the league. Like, you know, you look up. To he a doesn't guy, know any better. Doesn't know any better. Poor kid. Right. And. They play the next day back in Chicago. They play the same the same team um in Chicago like the next day. It's like a back to back where they play the same team. And Jordan has like 38 in the first half, right? He just goes at the kid and I feel like this is one of those quotes by Dylan Brooks where it's like okay, like I'm already like LeBron already feels that urgency. He rushed the foot injury like there is pressure on this team to win because of how much they are invested health wise like they're they they don't see it tomorrow and that's the toughest team to sort of play against and so it's just like this could be a quote from Dylan Brooks that goes and fits in and gets interwoven into the legacy the documentation of the legacy of LeBron and we're gonna look at back on that if they win the title and we look at this like Dylan Brooks you you shouldn't have said what you said, and he took it personally and he like goes on a tear and (laughs) It'll be it'll be really interesting to see what that does, but this is a six game series for sure, right? Like this has to go at least six. I, I don't know. Maybe does Memphis get him in five? I don't know. Maybe I think Memphis outshoots him it insanely like for two games. I'll I'll give Memphis three point shooting their credit. Like, I don't know. I mean, Jared Jackson might be DPOY, so like he might have some juice riding into that series going up against AD. He's He's cu- he's given AD some work, and AD's given him some work as well. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what what that battle is like. Obviously, the the jaw versus LeBron personas clashing, right? Like very. Yeah. No, Jerry pulled, Jackson that one the of the backs backers. of the year in that putback over AD,
0: and I didn't like how I didn't that didn't sit well with me. Yes. but we had a uh, no bra in that game, and Grizzlies kind of stomped us. But this one, what's The saving grace for the Lakers now is that they have variants. Yes. Before the All-Star break, if AD wasn't a monster or if LeBron wasn't a monster, they really didn't have a shot. Like we said tonight, D'Lo was cold. Reeves wasn't really cooking. Vanderbilt didn't give us a ton. But guys like Rui, Hachimuras really stepped up. I'm I'm actually really glad you brought him up. These guys can now – Play as a team. One night is this guy. One night is the next guy. But we're we're playing together, and the fact that they're still figuring that out and have you know room for improvement still, I think bodes well. But Memphis has a lot of chemistry. They have a lot
1: of chemistry. They do. Yeah. They don't
0: have yeah. Stephen Adams though. They Which also don't have Brandon Clark.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Those are those are big losses. And, and the hill I'm dying on with
0: this Lakers argument is that you're going to have to beat them by boxing them out and getting shots against what is now a great
1: defense. Yeah. So let's see. So going back to what you were saying, I also, I'm a big Rui Hachimura guy. I never was prior to the trade. And I think that's because obviously he was playing in Washington. They don't get much national coverage, right? (laughs) I'm not going out of my way to stream the Wizards game on a Wednesday night. So you weren't watching the uh,
0: Japan national team.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, let me just tune in really quickly to some FIBA, some FIBA action. Um, no, but I when when he got traded, I obviously like watched highlights on YouTube, and I was like, oh, he can kind of play. Like, I didn't know he could play like that. I just kind of remember him at Gonzaga. But, man, I, I don't know why the Lakers don't play him more, honestly. I think he is so offensively talented, then they give him credit for it. He can make... Yeah. Practically any jumper on the floor, you he, he can he's an isolation scorer when there's a mismatch. He can catch the ball face up and go to work in the mid post area, which is what you love in in a playoff game. And it's like, and he can defend really well. He's heavy, but he's light on his feet. It's like almost Harden like like where Harden in Houston. He's so top heavy, right? And he's so strong. He'll blow by you and absorb contact and get to the rim. but he also is super light on his feet so he can step back and cover distance. And I feel like Ruby is really light on his feet in a similar manner. Maybe not as as as, like they're not the same player, but just that action of being light on their feet. Chuck would have some great
0: analysis here, but that was kind of his MO as a prospect. He was one of the more intriguing prospects, like at the top of draft boards when he was still at Gonzaga, but scouts knew that he was raw. He had a great frame, great, you know, kind of a natural athlete, but he wasn't the player that, played basketball since birth and you can kind of tell that in moments whether it was just you don't really do this at that time of this game or we're not sure if he is able to process things quickly enough and with attachment to his teammates and of course you go to a place like Washington and that's not really the best place for your development so now this is 100 percent Hey, kudos to Palenka, man. He really did what he had to do. I don't have that on hand to say what he turned it into, but remember he turned Russell Westbrook, some picks, Thomas Bryant, and Patrick Beverly into D'Lo, Vanderbilt, Hachimura, and Malik Beasley, and just really fortified the team. With options that we didn't have before so yeah. guys like really man it's it's yeah we're gonna need it we're gonna need it 100 i'm excited i'm excited let's for that. let's let's jump conferences and let's just say yeah we were wrong about miami and atlanta and we really i was what's really funny wrong. is you were actually on the money when we talk about miami on Facetime, any yeah. time before okay. we recorded that podcast, you dude, were quick dude. with the disrespect.
1: Like I so, don't. Trust yeah. Those. So, so to give a backstory, right? Obviously, Celtics fan. So I don't have any love for anything he related. <laughs> like I. Yeah. So you're ready to talk I've been saying this them. all year, and even when they're in the playoffs, I, I don't. It's not fair to say Bam is overrated. He averaged twenty and nine this year. Obviously, he played great. Bam's overrated. I'm going to say it. Forget it. Like, as a Celtics homer, Bam's overrated. Like, and you saw it tonight. When he's not effective on the boards and he can't score, he's taken out of the game. And you can't have a guy that's – you can't have that. You can't have that. And um, also, I don't – I'm i going to cool it on the Heat Slender real quick. Otherwise, I'm going to start going off on everybody. <laughs> well, <it's, laughs> I just I'll, I'll jump in. I'll take a little for you. You hate Struth, you hate exactly. Gabe Vincent, you hate I'm good on I'm good on all that and I don't know they are so keen on keeping these guys when you can trade for such a dynamic guard in a league that is saturated with dynamic point guards like why are you so intent on keeping like these guys like unless they're making a bigger play if they are looking to get like a Trae Young if they're looking to get like a Damian Lilly. These are just names that have been thrown around, right? But they didn't trade for CJ McCollum, which is someone that I thought they should have traded for like a couple years back. Like there's I, a number of you know, you're paying Kyle Lowry a lot. Shout out to Kyle Lowry. I give him a he lot. I give him a lot because I think he just flops a lot. Like he's savvy. I'll give him credit. I obviously respect everything he's done, and he's won a title at the end of the day. So he is certified. Like he has been there, he's won. But yeah. As he's aged, it's like, I feel like he's always on the floor. And it's not diving for loose balls, bro. Like, it's him just flopping on air. any any big little mismatch. He takes that first bump and he goes for the charge. And it's like, come on, Well, he, he,
0: understands, he understands the moment. He yeah, knows he when he has he to does. press. He knows when I got to turn the corner on this fool and, yeah. and just get in the paint and hope for something. got to When, I, gotta, when he I have to sad. just confidently pull this jumper that's a couple feet behind the three-point line yep. and... He poured in a oh, massive he played, 33 he played, he tonight. Well today. That really kept them alive. If they didn't get that, they had 26 from Tyler Hero. Jimmy Butler was six for nineteen. Bam was five for twelve. Struce, one field goal. Kevin Love one three minutes. Three minutes. Caleb Martin played 29 minutes. Didn't make a shot. Zero and five. I didn't even know this team had Cody Zeller. He played four minutes.
1: <laughs> yeah, what? What did Cody's like?
0: Jimmy play? and Bam both played pretty much forty minutes, and poor shooting they night. They were pretty visibly outplayed by the Hawks. Yeah. yeah, they got they got beat up on the boards, and I'm glad that I got to say this too because that Hawk starting five. I should have went now. Got the exact stat again, but that Hawk starting five have one of the best lineup plus minuses for the entire season. They know what they're dealing with, and it's a balanced lineup. you got rebounders. you got shooters. You have a point guard. Let's give Trey his flowers.
1: Yes, yes. Let's not knock the kid. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. And there is a lot that goes on about, oh, the Luca trade was so one-sided, right? And I never, ever understood that. Like, Trey has led the league in assists two years in a row, right? Mm like I think he finished in the top 3 in another season or maybe two so that's four seasons of I think the five seasons he's played or however long it's been like where he's literally in the top 3 in assists and it's oh, just Oh no,
0: not even top 3. To- league leader.
1: Yeah, he's just he's he's been he has been this and it's like and, one league, it,
0: one season he led the league in total points and total assists.
1: Yeah, and he can and he can score. He can score with the best of them. He's filling it up. So i love to see him get his revenge, too, on Miami, by the way, because we've always known Jimmy as this villain-type role. But Trey is not only putting on the black hat, but he is the villain. He comes into your your arena. He embraces and, it. Yeah, he does. Yeah, and it's dope. It is great for the league. Him, I don't like what Dylan Brooks does on the court, but the persona that he's willing to stand behind, I applaud Because the league does not have that anymore. Like a good team needs that. Yeah, a good team needs that. You need a guy that's willing to take the elbows, dish out the elbow, like talk the talk. Like, you know what I mean? Talk to the crowd. Talk to the bench. Like Yeah,
0: no, we're going to have a serious conversation in a couple of days because they're going to have their work cut out for them against the winner of Chicago and Toronto. They are. Hands down. There's a glaring discrepancy. In the box score from this Hawks Heat game, and it's Kyle Lowry really saved them. But yeah. it's depth, it's depth. Every person off the bench for Atlanta finished in double digits. Yeah. Big go, Yakon Congu, Chino Hills. Shout out Sadiq Bay, who the Hawks leased yes. from the Golden State Warriors yes. when the Warriors could have just kept him in the yeah. Wiseman trade. I will not understand that, but yeah. Bogey did his thing. And they didn't even play guys like A.J. Griffin, who's arguably a, you know, all rookie contender. And that team has that team has a lot of
1: options. So they now face your bullies. Yes, they do. That's going to be a great series. That's going to be a great, great series, just because we don't have to see a very slowed down, deliberate, possession by possession series i think this series is going to go up this and is down a better off. series than Celtics. yeah anymore. it'll be a lot of fun and the celtics can score they, they finish second in right. offense if Definitely i'm not mistaken can. so they they want to run too because i think in my opinion i still think where the celtics are growing as a team and they've improved the season and you've seen it throughout the season they execute well on deliberate offenses or deliberate sets but I don't think this game will have a lot of that. I think they're going to be getting up and down. There's going to be a lot of threes. There's going to be a lot of jumpers. Um, Celtics ultimately, I think, are better defensively. I think they're just a better functioning team. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Celtics in six. I think Atlanta wins game two. Um, I think the Celtics come out, win game one. They're gonna be at home, they're gonna be juiced. That crowd's gonna be behind them. The NBA script writers are gonna be behind them. And gave NBA two to game to the a script writers who, by the way, we need to give a shout out to for today because that free throw discrepancy was only authored. There's no way it was natural. Like man, it was authored.
0: And, and good thing you mentioned that just because people are probably going to say that online, but that's not the case, man. One team no, is bigger, stronger, tougher. And that and yeah. they also combine that with smart defense. Yeah. Hey,
1: I'm with you there. I I and they Minnesota they got the glass hard call. And you, get, you get you get rewarded for crashing the glass. I think at the end of the day, and okay. so yeah. And Minnesota
0: got the call that mattered most,
1: and it was yeah. The they three. did get the foul call that mattered most. To be fair, because in my opinion, so you know how the NFL, right? It's not a pass interference unless the ball is like catchable. There is no way that shot was going in. It hit the side of the backfield No, no, he no. crashed into his face. No. Like and, and that's that script writer right there. That's that's not divine intervention, ladies oh, and gentlemen. Oh, here we go. That is Adam Silver making the call, saying, Yo, put this man at the free throw line right now, or someone's losing their job. Script writer also uh don't sue me for slander or libel NBA. Like it's not they that. they also produced that first free throw that spun around the rim. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? They just had the AC blowing a little bit. The writer, the
0: writer take in the in the scripted sports take is one of our. It's really fun conspiracy theories, but as an athlete, you know, like mentally, it's you will never replace the the act of going out there and performing. Yes, there's no Schroeder. You're going to make the shots. Shut up. You
1: you're going to (laughs) feel that moment, and I might, I might not. Yes, all depends on how it comes off the hand. Agreed, agreed. I am, I am, I am purely. Satirizing. it is
0: funny though it is funny though
1: it's just funny how <laughs> we'll it's like was it really a foul was it really a foul i mean he did i don't know
0: i don't know he he it was enough of a call to, it was the same the nfl analogy was great
1: yeah it's a
0: pass interference that you don't call you know what i'm saying in the third right? quarter you don't call when it's a it possession game a, They call the
1: PI in the Super Bowl, right? That That Super
0: Bowl call, if you see a little something, some, we can't let it end like that. Yeah,
1: so, you know. I I also
0: am a former referee. I give those guys credit. And that's another reason why my script theory makes no sense, because as an official, you have to instantaneously make the decision. Are you blowing this whistle or are you not? right. And you can only go off of what you see. Sometimes you don't want to. Sometimes you feel like you got to. But it's one of the toughest positions to be in. Yeah, and, agreed. Uh, agreed. Let's do something that I wanted to do on our last episode. We did it with the Eastern Conference. But let's talk Vegas odds before we yeah. wrap this puppy up. Because in the Eastern Conference, like we said, it's the big three in the East. Philly, Boston, And Milwaukee, and I'm since then I'm pretty I'm leaning more towards Philly. Is on the border of that top three, and they might lose to somebody like Cleveland or New York, but that's we'll we'll save that. And instead, in the Western Conference, the odds are going to put somebody at the top and somebody at the bottom. But you've got some choices to make if you're a betting person, because they are all over the place in the West. I will start this how we did the last one. Who do you think are the odds-on favorites?
1: Odds-on favorites, probably Denver. Probably. It is Denver. Denver
0: In a tie with the – are they the four or the five? In a tie with the four-seed Warriors.
1: I did pick the Warriors to come out of the They're both plus 350. Yeah, I – Man, it just—I'm telling you, it is something about the Warriors. Like, they... oh no, they know, and trust me, I yeah. agree with you. We yeah, know
0: this. Yeah. We we throw the stats yeah. out. Nobody's beating Steve Kerr in the Western Conference in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, yeah. unless
0: you count the play-in. They lost twice in the play-in, but
1: they, they did lose did. in the play-in. But the play-in technically isn't the playoffs. They've established exactly. exactly. Stats won't so go anywhere. Ha- asterisk playoffs.
0: applies. <laughs> and in the East, for example, the Celtics are plus one fifty. The Bucks are plus one ten. In the West, the leading candidates are plus 350 because they can't confidently say they're going to be the champion. They're going to come out of the conference. Right. And now, who do you think? Oh, you know what? I wish we could rewind, but they are actually not the leading. They're not the favorites.
1: The Nuggets are?
0: No, the Nuggets and Warriors are actually not the favorites. It is the Phoenix
1: Suns at plus 200. There we go. Okay. That makes sense. I'm, I'm looking at the, uh, the playoff bracket right that, now. From to an odds maker's either.
0: perspective, that is because you don't want people to make money banging the Suns. When I am, man, I'm, I'm really confident that they're not going to come out the West. I really am. And if they do good for them, but we'll, we'll talk about it if they do, but they're a plus 200. And in my opinion, they are not the betting favorites the Grizzlies come in fourth at plus
1: 500. I like that. To be honest, I think like I'm not a wagering man. I think it's illegal in Texas. Um, I don't really gamble anyways, as it is. But if I was to gamble, I would definitely, I feel like that's, those are great odds. First of all, especially if Memphis beats Los Angeles early on and generates a lot of momentum. Um, because in the second round, they would play the winner of the Dubs and the Kings series. But what's really going to tip awesome. Vegas's hand
0: is where they put the Lakers at. Because currently, they're adjusting odds because they weren't officially in the playoffs until tonight. Right. right. And, for example, the Kings, who finished with a better record than the Warriors and the Suns, mm-hmm. are... <laughs> Big dogs compared to them plus 1,200 to come out of the West. And that's because, like we said, you know, people aren't necessarily giving them the benefit of the doubt because do we really expect them to do this? Yeah. Not really. Yeah. And some long shots.
1: And not even worth it. It really boils down to those guys. Kings are interesting. I don't think anybody truly has watched a lot of Sacramento Kings basketball, so it's kind of like – I don't know. Like I like like we just know that they have an insane offense. But at the same time you look at the pieces on the paper and it's like oh, I don't know. Like these guys look like they can probably play some defense if they had to and I don't know if they've had to all year. So it'll be interesting it, to see.
0: briefly on them but we we said it last episode. I think they were a really good regular season team. Yeah. They were durable. They didn't take their foot off the gas. And on an NBA Wednesday night, when you have the best clutch score in the fourth quarter, which is what yeah. Aaron Fox was for most of the season yeah. and you have a healthy team and you have a team who's playing more competitively than the league average, you're going to win your, you know, that meter is going to tip towards them because they're yeah. playing harder and they're going to get the job done. So I think they were a really good regular season team. They can score consistently but that's against the average NBA defense, which they're not going up against in the,
1: in the playoffs. Yeah. But the Warriors defense, like I said, has holes. A little suspect right now. It's has a little holes. suspect. De'Aaron Fox on the national spotlight is going to be really dope. I'm, I'm excited for a lot of people to really... Kings are plus
0: 230 to win their series against the Warriors. Wow. And the Warriors are minus 270. That's interesting because... If Sacramento does take say they win both at home, that swings a lot and you won't get that plus two thirty back yeah, but they really do have, in my opinion, have a have a chance to prove themselves against the Warriors yeah we we don't expect them to go all the way at all, but I think the Warriors is a nice matchup for them to face a challenge, face a real contender and get in the ring and you know, all eyes are on you now let's see if you can last with these guys and they might be able to because this isn't the best version of the Warriors like we've said yeah but man it
1: was a nice day one of the playing. I'm excited for uh I think there's some games tomorrow yeah
0: yeah it's the it's the teams that were on the outside so we got oh, New nice. Orleans and OKC
1: and then that'll Toronto be, Chicago I'm so cool on that Toronto Chicago game I'm not even gonna lie to you like no man I tell you what
0: Toronto, will close on this. Toronto became a different team after the trade deadline when they acquired Jakob Pertl because you don't like this position list. Everybody just go out there, play, and we have length, X, right. Y, Z. But when they got Pertl, they put a real five in their lineup, mm-hmm. and they started to look like a team. They started to play better. They have wings that can do some damage, and they have... Good chunk of their core was still on that championship run squad, and maybe not that many, but guys like Fred, guys like Pascal, yeah, 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 no, and those these, are your leaders, are guys that can play. So they're going to set the tone. Likewise, Chicago has veterans.
1: Yeah, Chicago does. Chicago has veterans. I and just can't. I just they don't like want to go home yet. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Are they playing in Toronto?
0: The game is at whoever had the better record, I believe. I I'm going to tell you one second. I think second. it might be
1: Chicago, honestly. The game's in Toronto. Oh, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting, and I'm sure I'll watch game's it. game's at Jurassic Park. Oh, there we go. In the six. In yeah. the six. <laughs> six, oh, six, six. Oh, boy. You know Drake's about to be out. Um, well, hey, Drake has to make an appearance. This might be their only. definitely popping out. Drake's definitely popping out for the game. This might be their you're, only you're their early like go break It's like Chubbs sighting, for sure. Without yeah. a doubt, Chubbs is about to be there with the with the styrofoam cup courtside. With the varsity jacket. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Now that it'll, it'll be an exciting game. I, I doubt we jump on tomorrow
0: night, but this was impromptu, but this is a taste of what, like I said, we were going to do on this pod. It's yeah. coming from a place of passion, and – We didn't even get to watch these games through and through. And like that, we went 30 off the cuff with our takes and follow-ups to what we already said. So expect more. Expect more is all I can say. We're going to be on here right than we're right
1: or wrong. (laughs) Casual diehards. Casual. Yeah, there we go. That's what it is. That's literally what it is. Just another night where we would just FaceTime. Might as well press record. You know? With that being said, salute, brother.
0: We will uh, sign off on this episode. Thank you for listening. If you are listening, 100%, go ahead and leave a a like, subscribe to the pod, (laughs) give us a rating, all of that jazz. (laughs) Do it for us, man. Really appreciate you listening. And uh, until next time.